they're the ones that don't look at these challenges as nails in their coffin. They look at them as opportunities, you know, and, and to become better. The future of dentistry belongs to the innovators. Welcome to Innovation in Dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas, and I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades, but the question isn't that. The question is, are you gonna be part of what makes dentistry great? Okay, so today I could not be more excited to get to interview Aaron Hoffman. And truth be told, I don't know much about Aaron. I just know he comes highly recommended by the Mel Gibson of dentistry, which is Dr. Chad Duplantis. Um, so before I set you up, let me just say, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for letting me interview you today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. This is great. Okay, so to set the stage, innovation Aaron, can take on so many different forms. You know, there's clinical innovations, there's technological innovations, but behind all of that, there's always some sort of mindset or belief set in an individual that gets them to be like, why not me? Like, why can't I pioneer positive change in the industry? And that's what I'm fascinated by. So for anyone that's listening to this podcast and not watching it, you're probably not gonna understand, but for anyone that's watching it, Aaron, right now you are in a pretty awesome dental lab. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, we, um, my dad started this in 1981. I, I should probably rephrase that. He had a, a co-worker, co-manager of another lab. He asked my dad, uh, what do you think about us starting our own lab? And um, so they did it and uh, through the ups and downs uh, but we were we were in a 1200 square foot facility they started off in a smaller one but that only lasted for a few years and then uh, they moved to about a 1200 square foot facility and we had i don't know eight to ten people i think for a good number of years i mean <laughs> technically four or five people up to about ten at our at our largest and that was, um, we moved last year. We moved last year into a 4,500 square foot space, this space. Wow. So for, uh, I, I can't do the math off my head, but for 37 years, 38 years, we were in 1,200 square feet building. And so we just got to a point where we had no room for equipment. We had no room for human beings. We had no work for, or no room for the work. It was, uh, it was tight space. So yeah, I would like to really say our team uh, put it all out there and shows up, puts on their game face, and uh, yeah, we're in a in a great space now. It was a former formerly a dental office. So yeah, we yeah. I appreciate it. That's pretty cool. So, so Aaron, so your dad gets into starting a dental lab. Now, how old are you at this point in time? I would have been uh, six years old, six years old. And then uh, um, by 1993, I was a senior in high school. The second semester, I decided to do an apprenticeship program through our school. And so I would go half day of school, half day of work when my, I think my dad or my mom, I think my mom was like, hey, you know, you could check into an apprenticeship and you just go to school half. And I just interrupted her. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Anything to get out of school half day. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to work and make a paycheck. So uh, school, man, it, it sounds bad. It sounds really bad, especially since we homeschooled five children and continue to do so but school just I wasn't good at it I wasn't good at school and um, so when I had the opportunity to you know hey what do you want to do when you get older I'm like I don't know work with my dad I, you know I really didn't have a plan and 
So when I had the opportunity to cut school half a day, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. So came started working for my dad and his partner, Richard Gooden. And, um, and then, yeah, in 2004, I had an opportunity to, um, to buy out my dad's partner, Richard. My two, so Richard's two sons, Eric and Troy Gooden, they were also my partners. We bought out their dad. And, um, and then in 2008, we then three bought out my dad. So we've been owners since then. And go figure, 2008 was a great time, kidding, to buy a business. Let me tell you, we learned a lot. We learned a lot in 2009. So, so two sets that's what of brings me at this father's, father's sons, like it truly yeah. is like a yeah. generational family business. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't easy because, um, you know, they had 10 and 12 years on me. And so here I kind of was, you know, um, kind of the outsider at that point because my now business partners, or one of them is now my business partner, um, you know, here I was kind of coming in as they could see the writing on the wall. Oh, crap, we got a third partner here, you know. Uh, a potential third partner if he hangs in there. And, and so, but you know, it's, it's interesting because we started developing and I think we embrace this more as partners, but strengths and weaknesses, you know, and that's one of the things you have to, I mean, I'm talking about strengths and weaknesses today, talking with our couple team members that you and I discussed earlier, you know, just, uh, focusing on weaknesses you can just pick a person apart but what's interesting is that can come right back at you i mean we can we can spend all day long picking each other apart so uh i think we did a really healthy job of picking out each other's strengths and you know which i would say one of my strengths was i was not I'm not a paperwork guy. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a businessman. I, I really am not, you know, I'm a technician that happens to own a business and we're always problem solving and, and, you know, somebody, <laughs> this may not go over well with some listeners, but Ted Nugent, I don't listen to him, but I heard him say one thing one time. And he said, well, while everybody else was going to school, I was too busy learning. Eh, not 100% true, but kind of true, you know, if nothing else for a, for a guy that didn't go to college, uh, probably applicable to myself and, and even my partners, you know, they're, they're kind of the same way. They, they were more artists and, um, and so here we are, three guys running this business, not having a clue what we're doing in 2008, 2009, as far as running an actual business. So we had a financial advisor that, that my dad and his partner, you know, had already had within the business. And so he helped us navigate 2008, 2009. And, and so, yeah, uh, th we're thankful and grateful that we're still here, you know. I mean, it's been, what, 15, 16 years since then. And yeah. that's no small, that's no small feat. So let me just even honor that. I mean, that's such an accomplishment to keep a business going, to keep growing. Um, that, that's challenging, you know, yeah. especially like you're saying without the business background. I mean, I know you guys got mentorship from your dads. Um, but at the same time, the rules of the business and the, the rules of the game change all the time as the marketplace is evolving. You know, as, yeah. as new technologies come out, as new ways to market come out, um, you know, as maybe certain labs that are now offshoring come into the marketplace yeah. and all of a sudden price, you know, gets driven down. You guys have had to handle all of those things. So I, I'm, I'm sure like there's been this this evolution and there's this re resilience that you guys have had to develop on how do we stay ahead of the game? Yeah. And, you know, when you think about the big picture, like right now my my thought and and my partners um 
and, and I'll just update this a little bit. So since then, I have two additional new partners. So I still have Troy, my original partner, but his brother, Eric, has since, he still works here, but he's sold out to his two younger, his two young sons. So they're now partners with myself and Troy. And uh, I'm telling you, it that's the part that, that is pretty amazing that we all get along. We all know our strengths. We definitely know our weaknesses. You know, nobody's perfect. But uh, when we encourage each other and each other's strengths, uh, man, we're getting it done. It's pretty, pretty sweet to see, you know, and all those, you know, in 2008, 2009, like, is this place even going to be around? You know, I'll never forget when we were going out and trying to um, really, what's the word I'm looking for? Solidify some of our accounts. You know, back in 2008, 2009, we were mostly just in Topeka, capital of Kansas, and mostly in Kansas. They're really, we had maybe an account in Oklahoma. That was kind of it, you know. And I can remember going and knocking on doors, trying to get new business. At the time, too, we had uh, our financial guy said, hey, guys, just to let you know, in about, I don't know, we were in about month eight, something like that, just the way things were going. And he's like, you guys are cumulatively going to be owing about $250,000 in taxes. So we need to get ahead of that. Well, yeah, that'll send you out knocking on doors, you know, and, and that really kind of put me in a posture of really respecting people that do cold calls because they're just trying to make a living, you know, and that's how, that's who I was. And I was knocking on dentist door. Hey, I'm Aaron Hoffman. You know, this is Troy Gooden. This is Eric Gooden. And, you know, we wouldn't get to see the dentist. Dentist doesn't have time. And I get it. Uh, but one of our last stops of a, of one of the days that we went out, I'll never forget, a dentist said, hey, Aaron, um, or you guys, you know, I want you to come back into my lab. We had been joking and talking about old times because he, he was an account we had had for quite a while. He said, I need to show you guys something. I just want to tell you I appreciate all the years that your dad and Richard, uh, you know, they've always done great work, and now you guys are doing great work but I need to show you my new machine that will actually mill out a crown for me. Mm. And so basically it goes without saying, I don't need you anymore. He didn't say that, but it kind of went without saying. Yep. <sighs> all right. Well, good to see you, <laughs> you know? So we all hop in the car and we're quiet and then we're all kind of mad. And then we're like, we just bought a business. We owe $250,000 in taxes. We are sunk. This, uh, this is not good, you know? So, uh, but you know, you, it can either, it can either be your anchor or it can be your wind, right? Not to sound like a Facebook meme, but, uh, so we just started plugging away and we came back and, told everybody, you know, hey, so we're in competition with the machines, almost like Terminator, you know, and, and so everybody put your best foot forward and everybody put their heads down. But, you know, that's where it's, but you, I, we found out in those times, if we embrace that, maybe we can have the technology working for us. Well, now we've got three milling units back there and three centering furnaces and i know you don't know what maybe some of that is but we got uh, guys in a room back here that you know designed on a computer all day long and all those things that threatened our future are now working for us and this allows us to work for dentists in new jersey and florida and new york and washington and and california and arizona I, we have in the past four years, because of the same technology that threatened our existence as a business and because of social media, uh, we're in over 40 states, actively in over 40 states. 
four years ago, I was doing all the emails. Um, Troy and Eric and I were taking all the calls and I was importing, you know, I, I'm speaking on my behalf because I, I don't know everything they were doing. They didn't know what I was doing, but we were just making things happen. You know, I was accepting all the digital scans, Iteros and Three Shapes, and somebody would want to know if we work with this scanning company, and I don't know, I'll have to Google it and figure out how to do it, and, and I had to make time to do that. And as we embrace that, you know, it's, it's kind of like we'd have a talk, and I'd be like, dude, I, I don't have time to do everything that we're currently doing. Well, tell them we don't accept that scan, and... And I'm going, well, yeah, I mean, that's the easy now solution. But if we say yes and commit to it, eventually this, we might have to keep saying yes. And we might have to hire somebody so we can keep saying yes. You know, and that's a, that's a, I, I learned in that 2008, 2009, you don't say no. You don't say no to opportunity. I get it. And I'm a bit, uh, I default on the people pleaser side. So I can make my life pretty miserable. Uh, all the people pleasers out there saying amen right now. But, you know, at the same time, you hear a lot of bashing on people pleasers. But I can tell you, it can grow a business. It can grow a business. Can you live a healthy life as a people pleaser? That's debatable. Again, that's a, that's a hill I'm not sure I'm willing to die on. Will it grow a business? Absolutely. And you know what I'm finding out? Uh, and I, I don't know. I know this doesn't sound professional. I'm trying to think of a, a better word. Um, I'll just say jerk. But there's so many like jerky mentality type. Man, it's your business. You're the boss. You... You tell those dentists this and that, and but I'm just going, I want these people to be my friends. Like it's easier to work with friends than it is jerks, you know, or yeah. bosses or so. Um, so I think that's the relationship part. That's, that's very important. And social media makes that really fun because I can remember and you tell me, dude, if I'm rambling, because I, you know, I, I spoke at an event here a couple of weeks ago, probably a month ago. And when I compact that 40 years of our business into a 20 minute, so here's our story. I'm like, man, we've, we've been through a lot. Like, and I've been through 30 years of that. Like, I felt like my dad owned his business for my whole growing up life, kind of, as far back as I could kind of remember. You yeah. know, yeah, my dad owns a business. I didn't really think much of it. You know, don't all dads own a business? I mean, kind of what it felt like. Uh, you don't know any different. Um, and now I see what my dad dealt with, you know, and don't get me wrong. There's great highs, but there's some scary lows. And, and I think that's the thing about growth is, I have learned I will take the problem solving, the figuring out, how do I balance my family time? How do I balance an employee that feels like they're overworked, somebody that feels like they're underpaid? I'll, I'll figure that out. Over 2008, 2009, yeah, family, I hope we can eat. Employees, I hope we can pay you. I bought into a business and I hope this was a good idea. I mean, you can't sleep. And then you wonder, man, we're not getting enough business. Do people even like me? Do they like Sunflower Dental Studio? Do they think we're any good? Do they think I'm any good? Am I any good? Dude, those are mental issues. You're digging deep into like core character flaw possible integrity issues or or i don't know about integrity you can still be a good person just be in the wrong just game just ident identity like yeah. do i have enough am yeah. i going to succeed you're right and so 
to manage growth, I just texted a dentist here probably an hour and a half, two hours ago. I'm like, I, I can't help but make my life kind of miserable because there is that dopamine hit, you know, of, man, a new doctor called. And, and, and I guess we'll just figure out, I don't know, here we are in 4,500 square feet. And I'm going, I don't know where we put more people. Um, but when I say that, I understand that some listeners, and I've been in circles where I'm the guy going, oh, yeah, it must be nice, you jerk. You know? So, so I never want to speak in a way of making it sound like, oh, man, this must be rough. It's, it's a tough life being in a business that's, that's growing and... I don't ever want it to sound that way or, or arrogant. Um, so, so, so Aaron, let me just say you, you've already shared that it's, it was this, like you went through 2008, you, you guys, um, decided to hustle. You went door to door. I see the struggle, the sacrifice. If you enjoy the spoils of some sense of, you know, it's prospering right now. And the marketplace is responding and dentists like what you're doing and you're having the problem of how do we scale? Like anyone that's going to be a hater, who cares? Like any natural yeah. person is going to be like, Aaron, way to go. Anyone in the trenches. That's what I love about that. What that Roosevelt quote about you don't care about the cynic that's on the sideline, that, that timid soul that's going to hurl accusations about, you know, oh my gosh, like look how arrogant he is or whatnot. If they're not in the game, their voice doesn't matter. And if they are in the game, they're going to have so much understanding of what you're talking about that they're going to want to applaud and congratulate you because that's amazing. Like, congratulations. Well, thank you. I think that I think the relational part, that's what's cool about social media is so many of the dentists that we have partnered with and we have the pleasure of serving is I do believe that there is a magnetic trait that is undeniable in the sense that it used to be, hey, we're Sunflower Dental Studio. I know you don't know us, but uh, we'd love the opportunity to work for you. Well, would we? I don't know. Maybe you're no good. Maybe you're a waste of our time. Maybe we're a waste of your time. Maybe your quality you're used to was this, and maybe we're down here. Or maybe we're used to getting this kind of work, and everything we do for you is a remake. This was a waste of time. I think the cool thing about social media is you put out the results, and, you, and they're real. They, they can't be fabricated. You, you repost what somebody's saying about you. And, and you've already, because of what you've put out there, if you're being real, that's an important part. If you're being real, and, and I will say, even if you were a jerk, even if you were, even if you were arrogant, you'd probably get some arrogant jerks to work for. <laughs> I mean, you'd probably bring on some pretty hard people to work for. And I think that's one of the things that I've found is I feel like some of our mentality somehow has brought on people that have that same mentality. So you know almost from the beginning this is going to be a good match because they are saying basically hey Aaron this is so and so or hey Sunflower through a email hey Sunflower I've been seeing some of your work I'd love to partner with you guys well why because they obviously like our results they see some of the conversations we have because sometimes I'll take screenshots of the camaraderie the friendships the fist bumps the you know um and I think dentists are kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is where we say, well, Amazon's going to take over everything. But are they? 
because by, by the thought of Amazon taking over, that would mean, have you ever been to Golden Corral, right? Nobody wants to really raise their hand, but we've all been there and it's glorious. It's <laughs> wonderful. By Especially all, the rolls. <laughs> yes, but the only, by any logical thinking, when Golden Corral rose up, all other restaurants should have fallen to the wayside because Golden Corral for, I don't know, it's actually been so long and I don't, I went, <laughs> I think we took our kids there about 10 years ago in Branson, Missouri for vacation. They're like, what? you've been neglecting us. This is child abuse. We love Golden Corral. Where else can you have, have pancakes, steak, and cotton candy on the same plate? So, <laughs> but that is the all-in-one great price. I mean, PDQ, price delivery quality. You can pick two, any two combinations of those three. That's how you can run a business. But Golden Crow kind of does like all three of those. It's all delicious. You get it now, and it's a pretty good price. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm saying it's good. So uh, how much stock do you have in their company? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Do we want to cut to a commercial break? <laughs> but um, I you're making back. me hungry, man. And it's yeah, later no, where you are. So no, you're probably we, like, I know it's the cotton candy and pancakes every time. Uh, but I think to myself, who doesn't still like to go to a steakhouse and have the waiter serve or waitress serve this hot sizzling steak on the skillet still and they're like uh if you wouldn't mind would you cut into your steak make sure it's how you like it <laughs> don't mind if i do <laughs> thought you'd never ask <laughs> i believe in humans that there's an element of relationships and dopamine and I want to serve you and you want to be served and I want to be served and you want to serve me. That never goes away. That won't die. It will not go away. We enjoy that. That's, that's the part of purpose that we enjoy. It gives us purpose to um, make somebody happy. And I don't think that's going anywhere. But again, if you have a mentality of, oh, we're sunk, then you're maybe playing the wrong game. And, and I've heard other podcasts or speakers, and there is that theme of the ones that do, who overcome a lot of challenges, they're the ones that don't look at these challenges as nails in their coffin they look at them as opportunities you know and and to become better and hey we you remember last year how bad our lives sucked because because we didn't have any business and now this year i mean we put out the work and yeah so it's um that's what that's why i mean i i, I can kind of go all over the place when I talk about all this stuff because it just it still blows my mind how how much our business has changed and how much the world around us is changing so Aaron I think you're in danger of becoming an entrepreneur and I actually think you already are because you're trying to portray that you're Aaron Hoffman the technician but you're you're beyond that in your journey you've already laid hold of mindsets, uh, understandings, um, knowledge that's liberated you simply from, and I'm not saying being a tech isn't, isn't respectable. I'm just saying the way oh, in which that. you understand the marketplace, the ways in which you are co-leading this company uh, with the other partners, you are an entrepreneur. Like it's, it's amazing to behold the ways in which you're um, even just dissecting the journey that you've gone on since 2008. And how amazing it is that you had those challenges right out of the gate. So you kind of couldn't settle into some sort of rhythm, couldn't settle into some sort of like a, that this is just the way business is. This is the way that our fathers did it. And we're just going to keep doing it this way. It's like, no, you had to right away iterate, 
do something different because all of a sudden there was an issue. The economy was coming to a halt. You guys were in some crazy business debt and you had to do something about it. And you guys all took that problem, put it on your backs and you just door to door made a way. And that just creates some sense of resilience of like, wow, we just faced an obstacle that could have put us out of business. And instead we overcame a, a new technology comes out. seems like it could put us out of business. Instead, we're going to pivot. We're going to embrace it, lean into yeah. it and continue to overcome. Like yeah. it's amazing what you guys have done. Well, and I, I think, um, I appreciate hearing that. Thank you. Uh, and it, and I want to make it clear. I mean, it's, it's this whole place. It, it really is. This, this place is nothing just me. It's, it's nothing. It couldn't make it. It couldn't, I wouldn't want it. Uh, each of us partners have talked like we could go out and just start our own. I don't, I don't want my own thing. My partners don't want their own thing. We, we enjoy what we have here. We like our people. And, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I stayed with a couple of them after work that kind of, all right, we need to reevaluate here. You know, you're on, you're having to answer so many calls. You can't even do your job. You know, they're telling us that. And, and I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm telling them back, this is what you're saying. We got to figure this out. I mean, we've got this cool phone system ever since we moved here, but you know, now that we've been here for a year and a half, we've got to, we've got to call the, the local company here and have them, you know, they can rename all of our lines and all that. And we've got to get it to where you just pass off these calls and just, you know, if it's a design question, if it's a scan question, if it's an implant question, if it's a cosmetic question, if it's a shade consult question, you know, you need to just start bouncing these calls off to other people because you, you don't need to come back and explain, you know what the call is about. Just say, yep, that sounds like an Aaron call. I'm going to put you on to Aaron. Just, yep. we got to re-evaluate because the business has changed in the past nine months. I mean, it, um, so it is overwhel overwhelming, you know, when you, when you think about everything, it kind of goes like, and I think, um, You have, I have learned to take it day by day and I'm so cliche, super cliche, but sweet glory. Like if you, if you try to look at it any bigger than that, it's overwhelming and very defeating, extremely defeating. And I'll never forget. So, um, so there was 2008, 2009 and, and those were rough because they were just scary, like financially. And, you know, prior to becoming an owner, I remember having different jobs while I'm a dental technician. Uh, I would paint rental homes. You know, my wife and I'd be like, well, we need like 700, 800 bucks. Well, I'll talk to a guy at church. I know he's got some rental properties. He probably needs painted. I'll paint a house over the week next, like two or three weekends. I would do that. I used to work at FedEx. Uh, just for a couple months, I'd work at three in the morning till seven. Then I'd drive to work and work from seven to four or five. Uh, do whatever it takes, right? And so, but my brother said, well, Aaron, just thank God you only have financial problems. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. All right. So I took that from my older brother, big brother wisdom, and, and I've applied that. Well, then 2000. 20 we hit covid mm. and dentists could not work so which means labs can't work <laughs> which means we're not working what a weird thing to tell i mean in the history of the united states we've never had this happen so all right well we thought 2008 2009 was tough here we go so we tell our team, guys, we, we don't know really what's going on, but we're not going to get any work. And we're, it, it, I don't even like to think about it. It was just such a wreck. So we closed our doors for, what, three months? But at that time, we were in a small group at our church and we were meeting there for a few weeks until things got real serious. And they just, everybody was saying, nope. I mean, everybody was shaming each other, right? You know, I heard that you guys were meeting and 
you know, uh, there was so, so much stigma. So, um, anyway, but before we stopped meeting there for a while and went to, um, group chats, uh, one of the gals, one of our friends said, you know, I, I said, I just, so sorry, my wife, uh, got breast cancer, uh, diagnosed with breast cancer a week before we closed our doors. So I started hearing that dentists are going to be closing and all that. My wife says, I've got to go to the doctor. I feel a lump in my breast. We go and we find out, um, yeah, a week before we closed, she's got breast cancer. All right. Well, what's interesting is, is, um, I thought to myself, man, the world would (laughs) not word for word, but in my mind, I'm like, man, for, for me to be able to take you to your appointments. I mean, the world would have to stop, right? Well, it kind of stopped. And um, so I was able to take her to her chemo appointments and all that. So that I don't know which it was, but both of those things kind of kept my mind clear from each other. Like, what's going to happen to the business? What's going to happen to my wife? Well, if I thought about my wife too long, I'd go back to the business and just ping pong back and forth because there was a whole lot going on. And I was thankful. I, I, so the lady from small group said, Aaron, you just almost have to choose to be grateful. And I'm saying that kind of in a rude way, but she didn't say it like that at all. She meant it in the best. Uh, she said it with way more tact, but it's so true. I had to make the choice to be like, thank God that I have a business that has to be shut down right now. Some people wish they had a business that could shut down. I had to like change how, at least I have a wife that has breast cancer. Because some people out there are feeling so much loneliness, they want to put a gun in their mouth. You, maybe I'm being a little too raw there, but I mean, that's the reality of loneliness, right? So, yeah. I had to start digging deep and choose to be grateful. And so it was almost like from that moment on, we reopen our business. I'll never forget getting a call from a doctor in Georgia. I had been posting, by the way, in 2020, 2019, starting to post. I was invited to uh, be a part of a dental group on Facebook. I got invited with about... I don't know. I don't remember, dude. Like maybe 200 people, 200 dentists. I told my partners, guys, I've been invited into this group and they want me to share the lab side. And there's like 50 or 200 dentists in there. Well, find out, oh, they're dental students. (sighs) So they're they're not even working yet. So I started posting, I think in 18 or 19, no real traction, no likes really. I mean, just kind of some here and there. Started posting some of our work on Facebook and then got an Instagram account. My dad would like it. You know, I'm like, thanks dad, but it's not really the like that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a DDS after Ron Hoffman, you know, Uh, selfishly thanking. And here we are, 2020. Now there's like 20,000 dentists in there, dental students. Well, now we're at 2023. And today there's 56,000 dentists and dental students within this private group on Facebook. And I still share a weekly tip every week. And that's that investment too. That's why I mean, there's just so much, dude. You know, people would say, Aaron, don't you want to go home, be with your family? And say, well, I, I do, but I'm, I've committed to this. And there's one of these days that's going to pay off. And my family understands. I've told them I want to come home, but I've got to do this technician tip Tuesday. I I committed to it. I I think there's a lot of opportunity to it, but now there's 56,000 dentists in there. Now there's dentists, uh, 
sorry, students and dentists. And now there's students that graduated three years ago and now are saying, hey, Aaron, I just bought a fee-for-service practice in Ohio, Indiana, New York, Virginia, wherever, and I want to use you guys. I've been watching your tips for the past two years. It's paying off. It's paying off. And, and the interesting thing about social media is it doesn't cost anything but time. And don't get me wrong, man. Time is expensive. It's our most expensive. Like you can't get any of that back. You, you, you could say, well, it can get your life back because you won't have to work as much if you build enough you know, wealth or whatever. Oh, I suppose. But working less is not the same as gaining a year. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing. You can make more money. There's a difference between money and time. You can make more money. You can't make more time. So while it was a very expensive investment in that group, here we are because of those relationships. Dental students, hey, Aaron, I'm not a dentist, but I saw your tip on this. Is there any way, how would you handle it if this happened? I don't even work for this person. They don't have DDS after their name but I'm going to reply and I'm going to invest my time and it's putting me behind. My family's going to wonder why I'm taking so long tonight, but I need to reply and it hurts. But again, here we are in the past two weeks, we've had eight dentists reach out still today. It's dude, I'm telling you, I don't feel like I deserve it. You know, uh, I'm, I don't feel like, you know, and it's, and it's funny because I say that about myself, but I look at our team and I go, you guys deserve this. This is awesome. I don't, we don't want to work them too hard, but, but we're like, guys, you, you're doing an amazing job. You are part of something. We're in Topeka, Kansas. We started in dirty, dumpy North Topeka. I'm talking the industrial, like, let's not take a picture of our building or the inside of this place because it's a dump. It's wore out. It certainly didn't start off that way, but after we overpopulated it inside and all this equipment, it, it was getting a beat down. And um, so I don't know if that's information that you, you know, you're looking for, but I, I seriously still, you know, three years later, I've learned to be grateful for these problems. Thankful that, whew, Yes, eight doctors have called in the past two weeks. I got to be grateful because it feels overwhelming. It feels overwhelming. How are we going to, how am I going to do this? How are we going to do this? I've got some people complaining about being overworked, you know, but that's the, that's the thing is letting them know. And they should know that I and my partners are being genuine by letting them know, hey, we care about you. Trust me, we care about you. I mean, I've told them the same verbatim, you know, I, I can't tell you how much you mean to, I mean, think about what would you, what would we do if you just left today? It wouldn't be good. So please just hang in there. Uh, we've made changes in the past. This is just another step we got to take in the right direction, but we value you. And, um, and it's interesting. The dynamic has changed in here uh, over the past few years because it used to be rough, man, kind of like a locker room, like a men's locker room. I mean, it, you wear the wrong shirt, wear the wrong shoes, wear your hair the wrong way, making a statement. What do you, you look like a clown, you know, whatever. This place is so much healthier and, and uh, we've got space now, so we're not all on each other's toes. So it's a, it's, uh, it's been good. I'm very grateful for, and yeah, you just never want to put off this. Anytime you talk about growth, you don't want to make it sound again, like, oh, it must be nice. Cause I've been the guy in the circle that, you know, I'll never forget in 2000, when my brother had an opportunity to buy a lake house, he was still working. He was working from home. He had a corporate job working from home. And 
he was asking me if I wanted to buy in. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if you remember, but our business just closed its doors. <laughs> so, and I don't know if we're ever reopening. Yeah, I don't think I'm interested. Um, truth be known, I, I, I really I don't want another place to take care of. So it worked out. Um, and I don't say that in out of bitterness. I'm, I, um, but the choosing to be grateful because we made it, you know, we made it and we'll continue to make it. And we partner with those that have the same mentality and putting out their best you know, that's the greatest thing I could say about a lot of the new young dentists that we get is they're asking us, did everything look good? Please just let me know. Send it back. Send me a text. Say, hey, we can't see this. We need this better. I'll, I'm totally open. Man, that, that's so different than how it was years ago when we were being told, no, this, this is how it's done. You, you guys can make it work. And I mean, it's just changed because it's more of a relationship. We used to say we had relationships, but... Relationships are always better with gifts and memes sent via text message. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a uh, nothing like a good funny joke or something with a with a funny gif after it on a on a text message. So, okay, so Aaron, I love what you said. There was a lot there. Um, a lot there. I have to know if you don't mind me asking, like, how is your wife? So, uh, my wife is full recovery. She's doing great. Um, here we are three years later and you know, there's scars and, and, but again, when you go through that and I, I don't, I have to be careful how I say it cause I don't, I don't want to just tromp through this, but because for some people, it's not a gift. Some people, it's a death, right? And so, and, and I don't want to make vague or too descriptive comparisons, but, you know, when you see someone who adopts a child, you're, you're like, man, that, that's amazing. That's a gift. I could never do it, but that's a gift. That, that's awesome. You see somebody that has a child with special needs. That person looks at it like, no, they're, they're a gift. I mean, they've shown me so much. And don't get me wrong, that's where I'm saying I, I wish I could tiptoe around everybody's situation. Because some people are like, yeah, you're saying that, but it's not a gift. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to this child. And, you know, so, so I don't want to say it out of any kind of disrespect. But, you know... Same thing with cancers. For us, it was a little bit of a gift that our children and myself, and I don't want to say it out of disrespect for my wife because I didn't have breast cancer. My wife did. so, But she's on the same page with me that, you know, the perspective you can gain from those lows, your hugs feel different. Man, if your wife has never had a life-threatening situation, you don't know what those hugs feel like. You, you don't know. Um, they feel different. And um, your I love you's say different. And your text messages are different. So it's kind of a gift, you know. And if you choose that gratitude, you know, it's a choice through those situations. And um, so, yeah. Don't you like it when you ask me a question, you get far more than you're asking <laughs> I just needed yeah. to know that she was okay um, yeah. because you shared or else I wouldn't have asked. Yeah. And it's amazing that, that she is all clear and like that. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I'm just so proud of you and your journey. Um, so here's my question in close. Um, here you are, you've been at it now for, what do you say? Almost like 35 years? Easy, cowboy. 30. All right. I'm not that old. <laughs> so you've been at it for 30 years. Yeah. Now, let's say you're walking down the street and you see Aaron Hoffman, who's 18 years old. And you just have one moment to share 
one sentiment with him, what do you say to him? Remember how year after year, all your friends wrote in your yearbook, never change? Change. Because I'm not the same person I was last year. I wasn't last year the same as I was at, you know, five years ago. And that same grace you give yourself to know that, now don't get me wrong, man, you, you and I both know and anybody knows that there's some people that don't change. And that, that's hard, that's hard to deal with. But I know for myself, I'm like, and, and that's part of the reason why it's hard to work with those people is because you're waiting for that change. Like, don't you want to change? Like, I'm glad I'm not the same. I don't want to be the same. I look at how I handled things today and I'm kind of like, yeah, I hope I don't do that again, you know? <laughs> uh, so that's part of the change. And so, yeah, I would say, I, because I'm, I'm so, I used to be such a weirdo. I uh, probably am. I, I still probably am a weirdo, but I was, I was goofball. Like I was a goofball. I mean, um, so yeah, that's what I would say is people tell you not to change. You change. It's good. It's a good thing. Amen. So Aaron, if, if people are listening right now and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to connect with this lab and see how they can help me out. Where do you want them going? Yeah, so, you know, that's a good question. Uh, they can connect with me on Instagram, and it would be Aaron Space Lab Guy Space Hoffman. Uh, look for that. And on Facebook, I'm the same. I made them kind of the same. So it's Aaron Lab Guy Hoffman. And then you can connect, you know, that way, or you can email us at techs, like technicians abbreviated so t-e-c-h-s at sunflower dental studio.com Aaron, thank you so much today just for for sharing yeah, the absolutely. story that you shared just about your your journey like i love what you're doing in dentistry i love that you're pioneering i love that you are just so open to growth and going uh, where you need to go so you can continue just to add value dentistry like seriously thank you so much for letting me interview you today well thanks for the opportunity i'm thankful for my partners who are very much the same mindset you know i just happen to have this opportunity but uh they're very much of the same mindset good guys and i'm thankful for them so uh from all of us here at sunflower uh thanks sean for the opportunity appreciate you man you bet thanks for listening and be sure to follow so you never miss an episode to learn more about what's going on in dentistry, check out innovationindentistry.com.